Alright, first and foremost, I'd like to give all honor and glory to the Most High God, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai. Uh, welcome back, uh, you know, our bi-weekly uh, class. And since it is the Sabbath closing out, for like, brothers like us that keep the, the lunar Shabbat, uh, we're going to, you know, br bring it out with a prayer. And of course, like I say, I always post it in the group chat for the brothers prospecting it's always in a group chat or you can always request it for me for a picture so you can read it but we're going to be reading out of the number we're going to be reading out of number six the number six prayer uh, let me get the English translation as well at the end so we can read it for the Jakes uh, so we're going to read um, the the chat the book and uh, we're going to be read, doing the number six prayer that could be found in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 24 through 27. Uh, we're going to be praying, uh, we'll, so brothers can face the east as we pray. Yah, Baraka, Ka, Yahweh, Waya, Shamarka, Yaar, Yahweh, Panayawa, Alayaka, Wayakanaka, Yesha, Yahweh, Panayawa, Waya, Sham, Laka, Shalom, Bahashim, Hamashiach, Yahawashai, Amon. And then so brothers can get an understanding, we're going to read the English of it. The book of Numbers, chapter 6, starting at verse 24. Um, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we're going to start the class. So we have a prayer ending out um, the Shabbat, closing out the Shabbat, brothers. And let's get into this lesson, which we're going to title, The Salt of the Earth. We hear the, you know, we hear the the teachings Tell everybody, you know, everybody want to be us, so on and so forth. This is what we call, what we say is the salt of the earth. And that's very, that that is true. We're not going to take from that. But Yehoshai is a man, a, a, deep, a deep man. He was a deep man. So there's got to be more to it. So we're going to dig into to what the salt of the earth really means. Um, we're going to go to the book of Matthew. Chapter 5, verse 13. So like y'all was in the book of Numbers reading it. And we're going to first read it in the King James Version. Um, so we can start this lesson off. The book of, the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost the savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Is it thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men? So we hear it, you know, we hear, oh, you're the salt of the earth. You know, you guys, you know, with uh, Jake, everybody want to be us. You know, we bring flavor to the earth. And, yeah, that's very true. But, again, let's go into, let's go into Salakia, into the uh the NSRV of that Matthew five and thirteen. 
It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You know what I'm saying? So when... What would happen if we were if when we when we these things happen when we are casted out the kingdom for one? Let's go into the book of Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight into the curses. Let's go into Deuteronomy twenty eight. You know what I'm saying, brothers listening that have been in the truth for a minute, y'all can understand uh, what's um we always go to these curses. But let's go to Deuteronomy 28, and first we're going to read verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. But let's see the flip side of that. Let's see the flip side of that. Let's go to this Deuteronomy 28, but let's go to verse 15. So like verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou shalt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. We'll read verse 28 and 29. The Lord will smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. And thou shalt grope, grope at the noondays as the blind gropeth in the darkness. And thou shalt not prosper in thy ways. And thou shalt be oppressed and spoiled evermore. And no man shall save thee. Now let's see. Let's go back to, the, um, to Matthew 5 and 13. Because we're gonna now we're gonna inspect these words because we read what the curses say, but how does this apply to Matthew? Well, let's go back to Matthew, and we're gonna we're gonna go into the words that are into 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 this into this into the into the Greek first. Or let me see. Let me get the Strong's Salaki. So Maybe I skipped this. Thing. Salaki, let's get Baruch. Let me see. Ah, Salaki, that did. Let's go to back to Matthew five and thirteen, Akim. We're going to go to Matthew 5 and 13 again, and we're going to read the very beginning. Ye are the salt of the earth. So let's see what that word salt is in the Greek. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 13. We're going to stay right here. Matthew 5 and 13, the Greek word for salt. Oh, 
Oh yeah, G two seventeen. Uh Salakia. The the uh the Greek with the Greek strongs G two seventeen halas assault which is oh from the two fifty one salt figuratively prudence salt. You know what I'm saying? We go to the G two fifty one halas. You know it goes back to the word to the word salt, but it it, it goes back. Um, you know what I'm saying? It means prudence. So let's um let's go now let's go we see how that tied in if we didn't if we weren't prudent to keep the word of the most high god salaki let me get the the webster's dictionary definition of prudence salaki We're going to go to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Now, Prudence. Salakia. Webster's Dictionary definition of prudence. The ability, Salakia, okay. The ability to govern and discipline oneself by the use of reason, sagacity, or shrewdness in management of affairs, skill and good judgment in use of resources, caution or circumspection to as to danger or risk. As you can see, we lost our prudence by not keep, by not keeping the commandments. But let's go to the book of Baruch uh, 4. Let's go to Baruch 4, and we're going to start verses 3 through 11. Give not thine honor to another. Salakia, so like the book of Baruch, chapter 4, starting at verse 3. Give not thine honor to another, nor the things that are profitable to a strange nation. And what do we do? We've been given these things we, we've been lacking. O Israel, happy are we for the things that are pleasing to God that are made known to us. Be of good cheer, my people. The memorial of Israel, ye were sold to the nations, not for your destruction, but because you moved God to wrath. Ye were delivered unto the enemies, for ye provoked him that made you by sacrificing unto devils and not to God. Ye have forgotten the everlasting that brought you up. And ye have grieved Jerusalem that nursed you. For when she saw the wrath of God coming upon you, she said, Hearken, O ye that dwell upon Zion. But hath, but hath brought upon me great mourning. For I saw the captivity of my sons and daughters, which the everlasting brought upon them. With joy did I nourish them, but sent them away, um, with joy did I nourish them, but sent them away weeping and mourning. So you see, we were casted out of men. But let's go to Isaiah 9 and 13. Let's go to Isaiah 9 and 13. We're going to go to Isaiah 9, 13, and 14. Um, the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 13 and 14. For the people turneth not unto him that smiteth them, neither do they seek the Lord of hosts. Therefore the Lord will cut them off from Israel, head and tail, branch and rush in one day. So you see, if we're not prudent to keep the commandments back at Matthew 5 and 13, he said, 
um, Matthew 5 and 13, you're the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Is it there thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men? So as you can see, we weren't prudent. We didn't keep the commandments or hearken, so we were casted out. Uh, we're, we'll, now let's look at the word save, savor in Matthew 5 and 13. The book... Um, Matthew 5 and 13, the, book, the, the word Savior, Strong's G, 3471, Moriano, um, from, from, the, from the Greek, from the Strong's G, 3474, to become insipid, figuratively, to make, passively act as a simpleton, become a fool, make foolish, lose savor, um, Primary definition, to be foolish, to act foolishly, um, primary, um, primary 1A, to make foolish, prim, uh, primary uh, 1A again, to prove a person or a thing foolish, secondary, to make flat and tasteless of the, of the salt that has lost its savor, strength and flavor. So you see, it means we were to act foolish. If we lost our wise judgment, and what is our wise judgment? Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 4, 5 and 6. You know what I'm saying? And, we're, and you know, us going through the book of Deuteronomy, we, we got to see these things. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Uh, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that he should do so in the land whither he go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statues and say, Surely this great nation is the wise and understanding people. So we could see where, where is our wisdom stem from? The commandments, the laws of the Most High God. You know what I'm saying? When we go back to Matthew 6, uh, Matthew 5 and 13, and we look at the word salt, Again, Strong's G217 from the, from the Strong's G251, salt, figuratively, prudence. You know what I'm saying? Prudence. And what happened when we looked up the definition of prudence? Let's look at it again from the, from the Merriam-Webster prudence, noun. Prudence, definition of prudence, the ability to govern and discipline oneself by the use of reason stagacity or a shrewdness in the management of affairs, skill and good judgment in the use of resources, a caution or circumspection as the danger or risk. You can see how, um, how this is really applies to us in this case. Let's go to Jeremiah 7 and 15. Let's go to Jeremiah 7 and 15. Shalom, um, Yawasak, um, Let's go to Jeremiah 7 and 15, Salakia. Seven or seventeen? Oh, I'm like I'm lightweight tripping. I'm maybe seven.
The book of Jeremiah, chapter 7 and verse 15. And I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, even the whole seed of Ephraim. Therefore, pray not thou for this people, and neither lift up nor cry for them, neither will make intercession for me, for I will not hear thee. So see what happens. We lost our prudence. We're being cast out. We're being sent, we're being sent off. The, the so-called Hispanic and Native American, the indigenous people, quote-unquote, of the Americas, got banished to the Americas. We had to leave over there to come keep these commandments. Matter of fact, let's go to Second Ezra's. Let's go to Second Ezra's real fast. That came to me through the spirit. That came to me through the spirit. Uh, let's go to Second Ezra's thirteen, so we can see why we would happen with us. Let's go to Second Ezra's thirteen. Uh, we're gonna read four, uh, thirteen forty and forty one. Those are the tri those are the ten tribes. Second Ezra thirteen verses forty and forty one. Those are the ten tribes which were carried away prisoner out of their own land in the time of O.C. O.C. the king, whom Solomonanzer the king of Assyria led away captive, and he carried them over the waters, and so came they into another land. But they took this counsel among themselves that they would leave the multitude of the heathen and go forth in a further country where never mankind dwelt. Verse 42, that they might keep their statues which they, did, which they never kept in their own land. So we could see why we came here because we went to a place where we um, had to come keep the commandments away from everybody else because the so-called indigenous people of the Americas, the northern kingdom, we're, we're a wicked-ass people, man. I do not. Bam. But let's go to the book of Jonah, chapter 2. Let's go to Jonah, chapter 2. Let's go to Jonah, chapter 2. We're going to read verses 3 and 4. Just so we can understand, like, what the Most High does when we disobey him. Matter of fact, we're going to start at verse, verse 1, Jonah 2 from the top. Then, then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of affliction unto Yahweh, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell I cried, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hadst cast me out into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods come past me about, and all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward my holy temple. So you see what we got to do. Again, even in the repentance class, if brothers go back, we see that we're, that we're a casted out people. This is, things that, this is what's happened to us. Let's go to 2 Kings 23 and 27. Let's go to 2 Kings 23 and 27, brothers. I'm in Proverbs for some odd reason. <laughs> that one caught my attention. 2 Kings 23 and 27. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 23, verse 27. 
And the Lord said, I will remove Judah also out of my sight, as I have removed Israel, and will cast off this city, Jerusalem, which I have chosen, and the house of which I said, my name shall be there. So we can see again, what is the Most High doing? He's, he's cutting us off. He's casting us out for what? For not obeying the commandments of the Most High. Obeying his commandments. You know what I'm saying? We don't reverence the Lord. We don't have a fear of the Lord. Now we're in America in slavery. Now these these uh, these heathens are, are are murdering our children and getting off without pay, with, without without nothing wrong. You see, we just we just went over the woe to our enemies class, and what happens? You know what I'm saying? This damn gook, he 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 murdered an innocent child for riding on his grass. Come on, man, grass ain't that ain't that damn serious. But I'm supposed to love these people. Salak, Yaki, and went off on a tirade because I just got mad all over again. <laughs> but let's read the book of Psalms, chapter 82, verses 6 and 7. Psalms 82, verses 6 and 7. I have said, you're gods, and all, your children, and all you are children of the Most High. But he shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. So we're, we're gods on this earth. We're children of the Most High, but because we, our own disobedience led us to be getting, mur getting murdered in the street, dying in war like, the, like these men, like these princes, like one of their princes. We're going out like them because we want to be so, so bad, like, so we want to be so, like them so badly that we're going out like them. We're, we're being left in the street. Let's turn to Proverbs 28 and 28. Go to Proverbs 28 and 28. Oh, yeah, Proverbs 28 and 28. Let's go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 28. When the wicked rise, men hide themselves. But when they perish, the righteous increase. You see what's going on? These as you can see right now, you know what I'm saying, men are hiding. They they don't want to be they don't want to be around because these wicked men are in power. Let they, when the when the righteous Israelites take power under Yahweh and Yahweh and Yahushai, you know what I'm saying. We'll see how the, the how the righteous are going to increase. Let's go to let's go a chapter and a, a verse, couple verses down in chapter 29, verse two. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Even the very earth is mourning to this day. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. Matter of fact, I did forget a scripture. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 7 as well. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 7. And then we're going to go back to that very definition from last week. Boom. Okay, let's go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 7, just like when we went to, to, to tie that in with Deuteronomy 28 and 28. Let's read Deuteronomy 28 and 28 again, so now we can get the proper context of, of, um, of Salakia, of um, the wise man being mad. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 28. 
The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. And thou shalt grope at the noondays as the blind gropeth in darkness. And thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be oppressed and spoiled evermore. No man shall serve, so no man shall save thee. Now let's go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 7. Surely oppression maketh the wise man mad. The old English word for mad there is um, arising from, indicative of, or marked by mental disorder, not used technically, completely restrained by reason and judgment, unable to think in a clear or sensible way, driven mad by the pain, driven mad with jealousy, incapable of being explained or accounted for. Uh, thirdly, informal, intensely angry or displeased. That's an informal. Uh, four, carried away by enthusiasm or desire, extremely or excessively fond of or enthusiastic about something or someone, uh, affected with rabies, uh, marked by wildly gaiety and merriment, uh, intensely excited, frantic, 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 pardon my paisa. Uh, marked by intense and often chaotic activity. U.S. informal, great in quantity, amount, extent, extent or degree. You know, like mad money. Y'all got mad this, mad that, right? So as we can see, you know what I'm saying? So oppression will make, will make a wise man go crazy. As you can see, we that's why brothers wild out. You know what I mean? But let's keep going. Uh, and a gift destroyeth the heart. When they give you this, they destroy your whole thinking pattern. They make you feel like everything they're doing is right. You go out of your way to defend these people. But let's go to Ecclesiastes 10 and 7 now. Matter of fact, we'll start at verse 3. Yea, also, when he that is a fool walketh by the way, his wisdom faileth. And he saith to everyone that he is a fool. No, <clears throat> verse Ecclesiastes 10 and 7. I have seen servants upon horses and princesses, princes walking uh, as servants upon the earth. And where are we at? We're the ones destroyed on the daily. Let's go to Baruch 4 and 27. Let's go to Baruch 4 and 27 in the Apocrypha. I love Baruch, man. Baruch 4 and 27. Be of good comfort, O my children, and cry unto Yahweh, for you shall be remembered of him that brought these things upon you. So we know who brought all this on us. We know who, who made these things, you know what I'm saying, who made these things manifest upon the children of Israel. But let's finish out with Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to verse verses 24 through 27. Oh, let's go to Matthew 7 first and verse 3, and we're going to tie that with Baruch 4 and 3. Um, let's read Baruch 4 and 3 real quick. The, the book of Baruch, chapter 4, verse 3. Give not thy honor to another, nor the things that are profitable unto thee, unto thee to a strange nation. Now let's go back to Matthew, Salakia chapter 7 and verse 6. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, 
lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. So you see why we don't give things to these other nations. We're not supposed to, again, but why? Because now we've given it to them and we're being trampled underfoot. Now let's go to verse verses 24 through 27 in the same chapter. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. Um, therefore, whosoever heareth these things, these sayings of mine, and doth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. So you see, when we hear the words of the Messiah, and we take heed to, to his advice of following the commandments, keeping the law, and keeping his faith, our foundation is built upon the rock. But let's see what Israel has been doing for so long. Verse 26, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and, the, and great was the fall of it. You know what I'm saying? So you see what happens when you build your house upon everything but the commandments and the faith of the Messiah. Your recording has started. Your, 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 your whole, you know what I'm saying? Your whole foundation is going to be destroyed. You're going to be... You're gonna be, um, you're gonna fall to whatever to the wayside. But you know what I'm saying? That's the breakdown for the light Akium. Uh, I will be taking questions. I know Yawasab got a few questions at least because he came. You know what I'm saying? He came in like towards third scripture, so he should be fine. But um, I'm gonna end the recording Akium. I uh, give all honor and glory to the Most High God for another class. Uh, and the recording's ending.